I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. Membranous glomerulonephropathy and the Jones-Silverstein. Membranous glomerulonephropathy, one of the two most common causes of idiopathic nephrotic syndrome, along with FSGS, was first delineated in the 1950s. Its recognition as a distinct clinical pathologic entity was by Dr. David Jones of upstate New York, Syracuse, in 1953 and in greater detail in 1957 in the American Journal of Pathology. Dr. David Jones was a quiet, humble, but extraordinary individual whose influence was quite wide. The term membranous glomerulonephritis was first used by Bell in 1946 to describe a category of glomerular kidney diseases which were classified within the spectrum of LS type 2 glomerulonephritis. This type 2 glomerulonephritis was characterized by an insidious onset with marked proteinuria and dropsy edema. This category also then included lipoid nephrosis, now called minimal change disease, lobular glomerulonephritis, a morphologic pattern usually now called membranoproliferative glomerular pattern, and chronic glomerulonephritis, not otherwise specified. In 1953, and then in the larger publication in 1957, David Jones separated membranous glomerulonephritis as a distinct morphologic entity by utilizing a special stain called the periodic acid silver methenamine stain, now termed the Jones silver stain. When it was applied to the renal biopsy, it could illustrate a pattern not shown by other renal entities like lipoid nephrosis, lobular, or chronic glomerulonephritis. In the 1950s and into the 60s, many thought that membranous glomerulonephritis was an advanced stage of lipoid nephrosis, and one can now see why with very mild membranous GN appearing normal by light microscopy. By using the Jones stain on the renal tissues, one could see the thickening of the glomerular capillary wall, and in advanced cases, spikes, so-called, of the GBM-like material protruding from the glomerular capillary wall, that is, being a gyrophilic like the GBM. This pattern was convincively shown in Figure 1 of David Jones' 1957 seminal paper. Subsequently, Drs. Movad and McGregor in 1959 used transmission electron microscopy using EM methods pioneered by Drs. Farquhar, Vernier, and Good in 1957. The electron-dense glomerular subepithelial location of the deposits were between the GBM spikes. These subepithelial deposits were not agyrophilic with the Jones stain. In 1957, Mellers identified the third component of membranous glomerulonephritis by demonstrating the presence of immunoglobulin in the deposits using the immunofluorescence pattern described by Coons and Kaplan. Thus, in 1950, in a two-year burst of publications using new techniques, membranous glomerulonephritis was discovered. Some used the term epimembranous glomerulonephritis. 
The story of Membranous glomerulonephritis nephritis has continued as investigators for over four decades attempted to determine the pathogenic and etiologic causes of this pattern. At present, three or more antigens have been found to lead to this pattern, such as PLA2R and thrombospondin, as well as others. It was one of the first lesions found to have in situ complex formation, as well as the Big Mac attack, that is C3 through C9. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.